Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of Nehemiah, Nehemiah. We study chapter 5 today. Today we take a, a little bit of a break from the story of the building, the rebuilding of Jerusalem and the rebuilding of the temple and the uh, political and military uh, fights and engagements between the Jews who are trying to rebuild Jerusalem and all of their various enemies uh, that were trying to um, uh, mess up their plans. And we go off a little bit and learn about an economic problem and a, and, and a, a, a problem that an internal problem among the Jewish people themselves um, and 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 a little bit about Nehemiah's style of leadership. And from here, I think there are many lessons to be drawn. Um, and some of the problems that we're going to encounter are problems that are still perplexing us today and nations around the world and economies around the world. Um, and um, I think it's going to be very interesting and instructive to listen and see how Nehemiah responded to this crisis and how the people responded to this crisis, and it's quite remarkable. So let's do 5, chapter 1. And the cry of the nation. Now here, the word the nation specifically refers to the masses, the general public, the grassroots, and their wives. It, uh, once again, we have the Nehemiah, um, we have uh, the uh, Nehemiah putting in um, strong emphasis on the fact that the women were outspoken and that the women spoke up for themselves and that we, we have to have an appreciation for the uniquely vulnerable status that women had in those days. Um, but we find women that uh, specified women were involved in the rebuilding and here we find that they were involved strongly in advocating for themselves um, because they were suffering the most from the situation we're about to read about and the cry of the nation el hayudim, against their fellow Jews in other words there was a split excuse me amongst the people there was the haves and the have nots and the um the general public was suffering at the hands and because of their fellow Jews. And what were the problems? What were the complaints? Some of them were saying, our sons and our daughters, again, emphasizing both the, the male and the females, we are many. Some translate this rabim from the Hebrew word ribit, the Hebrew word for, for, um, for uh, uh, usury. In other words, we are indebted. I think that others translate rabim, the more usual way that this word would mean we are many, that we have many of them. I'm going to go with the many as the translation because the ribit, the usury problem and the debt problem is going to be addressed shortly in a different verse. So I think this one is just referring to simply the fact we have large families, we have lots of children. Boneinu v'noseinu v'nikcha dagon v'nochla v'nichyeh 
and we need to buy grain so that we can eat and we can live. We have to support our families. So this is a complaint that we simply don't have enough money to survive. We need more money in order to buy food. We're starving. The people are complaining. We have large families, we need to support them. Verse 3, VHS or Omim, and some of them are saying, and, and this is in other words, so that's the first stage. The first stage of the people who, um, who are hungry and don't have enough money. And what happens after that? Some families manage to scrape up barely enough to, to the eat, and some end up our fields and our vineyards, and our homes, we had to mortgage them, we had to sell them. And we, we took out loans on our, on our property because we didn't have a choice. That was all. And we had to buy food because we were starving. We were starving, we had no choice, we needed to take out loans to survive. We have an early biblical reference to a massive credit crisis. People were mortgaging their homes, taking out second you know, loans on, the, on their fields, and just simply in order to be able to eat. And then there was, of course, the burden of taxes. So we indebted, our homes are indebted to other people. And then we have this burden of tax to pay to the, you know, to pay to the kingdom, the Persian kingdom. So and in order to pay it, we needed to borrow money to pay the taxes of the king. And we borrowed those against our fields and our vineyards. And what happens, of course, when you can't pay back and you mortgage the fields? The people begin to lose their fields. And they were borrowing from their fellow Jews. So the wealthy were lending out money and, um, uh, and then taking up the fields and becoming large landowners at the backs, backs in the expense of the general public who were becoming increasingly impoverished. A tremendous income gap, a tremendous problem. Viata, and now, and this is the complaint of the people, and you can hear this cry, you can hear it echoed in, 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 um, in the words of, of people in, many, in so many societies, so many times down to this very time in our own day, we hear of the same issues. Viata, and now the people say, Kivsara chenu bisarenu. We are the same people as our brothers. We are all one nation. Our children are just as valuable as their children. Our children are just as valuable, just as precious, just as wonderful. They deserve all the opportunities that the rich people's children deserve. But instead what's happening is our children are ending up working for the, the, the rich. They end up becoming enslaved to them and, and servitude to them. And many of our daughters have already been sold away, been given away to families simply so that we can survive. We do not have the strength to, 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 to combat this because of all the debt. In our fields, our vineyards are being given away to others. Nehemiah is writing these words and listening to the people and immediately what is his reaction? I was infuriated, says Nehemiah. I was infuriated when I heard their cries and these words. Nehemiah was angry. How could this be? How could we have sunk to this level? And then after my fury, and this is something to understand, we, 
tend to often naturally react with fury, but after the fury subsides, now we have to think, okay, what am I going to do about this problem? So then once I, I settled down, I thought as follows, that my first thing to do was to, to, um, to critique and to rebuke the leaders, the heads, the wealthy. I went to the wealthy and I said, what? Excuse me. I went to tell them, this is wrong. This is unjust. And I told them, Are you, are, are you, um, are, are you, um, uh, uh, I'm not sure what the right term is. I'm trying to think. Are you pressing after the uh, the loans, in other words, are you you lend out this money to poor impoverished families so they can feed their children, and now you're going after those loans to collect them? And 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 I I I showed them the large crowds of people that were outside, the mobs of people, the demonstrators that were that were had these claims against them. You look look in other words. He, number one, he's coming at them with a, a moral claim, but he's also saying this cannot be sustained. The masses, the public, will not sustain this. You think you're going to get away with this, but you won't be able to. Look at the mob outside. And I told them, We have done so much. We, meaning we as the, the leadership, Nehemiah, again, remember, of course, was appointed by the king to be in charge of the rebuilding of Yerushalayim. And as we'll see in the coming chapters, it seems that Nehemiah was officially appointed as the pachat, as the governor of Jerusalem in this area, by the king. And Nehemiah is saying, we, the Jews among the government, have been working so hard to redeem the Jewish people and bring us back to freedom so that we can set up a just and appropriate state, so we can set up a, 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 a new country, a new land that's dedicated to, to the, all of the, the, the ideals that the Torah stands for. We brought the Jews back. karim lagoyim kedei vanu. They were... Um, uh, the, 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 the ones who were sold into slavery by after the exiles of Nebuchadnezzar, the destruction of the first temple, our, our brothers, our nation, our people were sold into slavery and we worked so hard to bring them back. And now you're going to go ahead and sell out your own brothers so that they have to be sold back to us. You're gonna go and do this. You're gonna go and um, and this is this is what we were redeemed from from exile for. Once we were enslaved to the to the uh, to the Gentiles, now we're gonna be enslaved to each other. and they were silent. and they had nothing to speak for themselves. Now, on the one hand, this is a this is a tremendous credit to the people that they accepted that what they had done. But remember, Nehemiah did did realize that he couldn't only appeal to their um, to their sense of justice. Uh, he had to come to the wealthy classes and show them the mob outside that you think you're going to get away with this. It's not going to happen. I, I say the word mob, which has a lot of negative connotations. But over here, we, we, there is no hint that the people were threatening violence. Although we know that 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 is often how these things end up. You know, but there was no hint. No one complained 
there was, there's no hint in the verses, so I don't use the word mob in that sense. I just mean the large crowds of people. But Nehemiah was clearly demonstrating to them that this is not something that can be sustained. So number one, he gives a moral claim against them. Number two, a historical claim. And number three, a practical claim. It's impossible. And the other thing that's unspoken here is when he, well, it's slightly hinted to when he says, Anach nukaninu, we. Who's this we? This we is referring to the Jews that were close to the government of Persia that worked hard to bring about this. Um, and, and we've seen throughout Ezra and Nehemiah, we saw the work that Zerubbabel did. We saw the work that <coughs> over the past 100 years or so that had been done by the Jewish leadership. We know from the book of Esther, the work that Mordechai and Esther did. All this work that has been done to free the Jewish people from this enslavement to the Persian kingdom. And you see what we're doing and how hard we're working to get out. But we're not, we never did this to think that all of this work was done in order that we should be enslaved to each other and create the same corrupt and unjust government and unjust society that, that we're trying to get out of. That would be what in the world would be the purpose of such a. Um, such a such a nation. Think a little bit in, in modern terms how important, therefore, it is that when we set up a nation of Israel, how important it is to set up one that is based and built on I, justice of all kinds and types, so that we didn't suffer all of this and work so hard to build something which is um, is in the end going to be just as bad as it was when we were not independent. That's the idea that Nehemiah is saying, and, um, and it's, a, it's so important for us to remember this and bear this in mind as we build a future. Let's see verse 9. But Omar lo tov And I told him, this is not good, that what you're doing. You are supposed to be walking in the fear of God. And, uh, and why? Practically, of course you're supposed to go in the fear of God because you're supposed to, period. But more so, even if you don't understand and even if you don't have any fear of God in you, don't you realize what it looks like to the nations when we set up a society that's unjust and improper? And I, and Nehemiah says, and look at me. I also know Shimbo M. Katsavidogan. I lent out money too, Right? Um, you know, I, I lent, people turned to me for money. I'm a wealthy person. Remember, Nehemiah came from a family. He worked in the, in the king's, um, and he had got direct support from the king. Nehemiah had, had, had a significant salary. He was a wealthy man on his own. I lent out money. I gave out food. But in other words, and I am not going after, I'm not taking over people's fields. I'm not acting in the same way as you. So don't look at me and say, oh, you don't understand. You know, you're not lending out money. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of you guys in that sense. I'm also wealthy. I also but help, but I don't go and chase after and take people's fields away and impoverish them and enslave them to me. So we need to abandon these loans. We need to abandon these debts. We must get rid of those claims. Just get rid of the debt. Debt forgiveness. Return to them today. No delay. Don't say, well, we need to arrange this. We have to make a committee. We have to make a discussion. We need to have a vote. No, no, no. Today. Sidosem, kamehem, zesehem, uvatehem. Immediately give them back their fields. 
give them back their vineyards, give them back their olives, not just the fields, but the products that you took from those fields, and give them back their homes. And the hundreds of pieces of silver, give them back their money, the hadagon and the grain, hatirosh, yitzar and the wine and the oil, asheratem no shimbohem, that which you took from them in repayment of them, that's vayomru, and what did they respond? Nashiv. We will return it, umehem lon vacation, we will no longer try to collect these debts. Kein na'aseh, this is exactly what we are going to do, ka'asheratomer, exactly as you stated. Vo'ekroetakoanim, Nechemia wisely understood that lots of times people will say things, even if they meant it at the time, but then the next day they might not, you know, they might go back, well, we didn't really, we could have, we should have, maybe, no. So therefore, I brought in the priests uh, to, uh, in front of all of the people, all of the, this wealthy class that I was talking to, and I made them swear that they were going to do this thing in order to fix it. Gam chotzni no arti I, I went ahead and, and, and to demonstrate um, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the point to the people, I, I, I did the following. I shook out my cloak. The Omra and I said, As I am shaking my clothes, this is what God is going to do to any person who does not fulfill his word. I am making you swear. You think you're wealthy. You think you have a big house. You think you've worked. You said, we said oh, but we worked for all this wealth. God is going to shake away everything you worked for, everything in your home. And he's going to empty you. You're going to be shaken and you're going to have nothing. That's going to be your punishment if you don't fulfill these words. And the entire people gathered there, and these were the wealthy people that he was talking to, said, Amen, yes, we will do it. And they went and they praised God. And they fulfilled their word. Nehemiah continues his speech and he says, from the day that I was appointed to be the leader, the day that I was appointed by the Persian kingdom, apparently Nehemiah, we don't, this specific event wasn't recorded. We know he was sent by the king to rebuild the city. We didn't know he was appointed the governor, but now he's stating that from the day I was appointed in the land of Judah, from the year 20, of the king Artaxasta until the year 32, to Artaxerxes, the king. For the last 12 years, I've been the governor of the area, Aniva Achai, me and my brothers, uh, in other words, and my family, Lechem Hapechalo Achalti. I never took money from the taxes, I never took food from the king. I lived on my salary, on my own wealth alone. And you know very well that for the years that preceded me, the other governors that preceded me, they were onerous. They put taxes on the people. They were uh, they were oppressive. And they took from the people and they took bread and wine. After even taking money, then they also took products. And they had goons and 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 uh, um and uh, uh, um, uh, bullies that would rule over the people. I never did that. You know that I was honest, I was just, I was kind. Why? Why was I moral? Why was I ethical? Because I had the fear of God. Nehemiah is making a very clear statement. 
that it is the fear of God that leads one to act appropriately. And this is the type of nation and the type of leadership that we're supposed to set up, a leadership that has fear of God and does the right thing because it's right. The Gambim Lecha and even when I was doing this project, usually in the, in the, when, there's a, when there's a large construction project, what happens? They put a big tax on the people. But when I did this, Hazos Hechazakti, I was, um, I supported this work, and we didn't go ahead and buy fields, right? And, and all of my men, they didn't go around telling everyone, do this, do that as supervisors. They rolled up their sleeves and worked with the crowd. When it says, he's saying, we didn't buy fields, in other words, because had I bought fields, it would have, you, you would have said, look, he's trying to enrich himself, he's collecting taxes, look, at he's, he's, he's accumulating property because that's how, you know, people become wealthy and, and so on. But we didn't do that because I wanted to demonstrate that I was being honest, I was being open, I was being transparent. And my people, instead of my people, my guys, instead of going and oppressing the people, they did the opposite. They rolled up their sleeves and worked with the people. And, and of, the, of the Jewish people and those that were in charge of them, uh, there were 150 of them and not only of the Jewish leaders that came, the 150 leaders that came to eat with me, in other words, at my table, I fed the people, I fed the leaders, I gave food, I helped them. And, and this is really important, and those that joined us from the other nations, the converts from the other nations that joined us, bear this in mind because... Remember when we talked in the book of Ezra, and Nehemiah is going to deal with this issue too, the relationships with the other nations. Remember that it's crucial to understand that repeatedly in Ezra and Nehemiah, not only is there discussion of not marrying into and not associating with those who remained idol worshippers and did not fear God, but in the context of Nehemiah explaining that morality comes from the fear of God, Nehemiah states that many people from the other nations joined us and came part of us and were welcomed with open arms because they came around my table, I gave them food, they joined, they ate with me. These were the converts that joined, that left, that were hibadlu, that separated themselves from the Gaim. This is extremely important to take this in mind because we're gonna get back to this subject later and I just want to emphasize that. Verse 18, And, and what, what did I do to support all of these people that came to my home? Nehemiah says, In one day, we had slaughtered, in each day we slaughtered an entire ox. We chose out six chosen sheep, and many birds to feed. And every ten days, we would get another uh, shipment of tons of wine, lots of wine to give everyone. But nonetheless, I didn't ask for extra above and beyond from the king, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff that's taken from the people and, and given, uh, and that the king gave that. I never touched it. I never asked for it. I only based it on what I could afford and what I had. Because I knew that this nation had to work so hard and had so much to do. You need to understand, Nehemiah says, and he says this openly to the people, you know, look at who I supported. Look at who I personally fed and how much I gave the people. 
and I never oppressed them, I never took away from them. It's totally transparent. Everyone completely knows what I've done. So Nehemiah, after getting the people to agree to do what was just and what was right, Nehemiah then says, and look at me, I'm not, I practice what I preach. I want you to practice what I preach, says Nehemiah. And then Nehemiah turns to God and says, God, remember me for good. Look at me, you know that I'm honest. Everything that I have done for this nation, you know that I've always done the right thing. You know that I've always been honest. You know that I've always been appropriate. This is an incredible, incredible, beautiful chapter that something for us to think about and remember. Thank you so much for studying Nehemiah chapter 5. Looking forward to studying chapter 6 together. Um, and of course, this entire wonderful book of Nehemiah.